is good, defenders, and welcome to the most LAFC podcast on earth. You know my voice. It's the scarf, J.R. Liebert, and I am coming to you almost live. We're, we're, we're still awake, kind of, here in beautiful Lawndale, California, home of both the scarf and Nina of Angel City Chicks fame. Sitting right across her brand new table in her brand new condo is one Christian Philly Philemon. Are we coming live or are we alive? We're coming alive. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know how much more life we have left in us because (laughs) it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday fun day. We, uh... We hoisted up our uh, our late old carcasses at Christmas Tree Lane, and uh, let's put it this way: it's been a what? Let me see, see here. Fourteen hour day so since far. we left Bank of California Stadium. No BS. Since we got to Bank of California Stadium, but it was a good day. Our voices are hoarse, of course, because LAFC beat <laughs> the uh, the loons, and you we're going to get into horse, that. Of course, I like that. <laughs> horse, of course, of course. A horse is a horse. I mean, of course, I mean, at the end of the day, my nickname is Philly, and truthfully, if you look up the meaning behind that name, yes. it is a uh, a, female a female baby horse. horse. There you go. You like I've always said, you're my favorite female baby horse. <laughs> look, this is episode one. 90 of the most LAFC podcast on earth, just 10 away from the magical 200 mark. And we're calling this one Good Things Come to Those Who Sub in Late. That's right, because it was an absolutely incredible atmosphere. But a lot of the action, it really got going after the 80th minute. The 80th minute hex this time, Philly. (laughs) That was sorry, probably on the microphone. That was tacos and seltzer. My bad. uh, The 80th minute hex in this case applied to one Minnesota United FC rather than LAFC. Look, it was great to be back at the bank for Sunday services, of course, and also celebrating the 19th year revolving around the sun for one Jerry Reynoso. Oh, Jerry, Jerry, (laughs) we don't mean Springer, Jerry Reynoso, (laughs) not related to Emmanuel. That was a great... Jerry, that was our birthday song to you, buddy. Happy birthday to Jerry Reynoso. We also, look, we we, we have a, a good son out there who hit us up over on the Instagrams. Uh, Abraham wants us to wish a very happy May the 4th birthday, so born on Star Wars Day for Cesar Rodriguez, his dad. Hey, so, happy birthday. Look, we're always happy to do birthday shout-outs. We, we do parties, we do balloon animals, whatever you need us to do here at Defenders of the Bank, we can do. What's that? Make me a bicycle clown. The, uh, the I don't know lion. why I was like having like envisions of like Ghostbusters too. Where, like there, where like the kids wanted He Man, right? And like Ray comes out of there, it's just like ungrateful little yuppie larva. <laughs> but no, it was a really fun day outside the stadium. You mentioned it, Christmas Tree Lane. I do want to give a shout out to uh, was it. I believe it was Tigers and and maybe somebody else with Tigers is putting this on. So if we if we blow this, I, I am sorry. But uh, we hit up Tigers, and they had an incredible selection of Asian food. Oh, my God. It was incredible. As uh, as many of you that were at the bank know, and likely for many of you out there uh, as part of the millions. Excuse me. He caught me like mid-drink. I, I that did that on purpose. Burp. He was literally in the middle of drinking. You are in rare form right now, bud. I mean, dude, it's been a 15-hour... <laughs> Oh my god! I still got the hiccups. This, this is, is bad. I've had hiccups throughout. He the also of a meant episodes. to say "and millions." Thank by the you, way, but that's Thank fine. Oh, uh, oh. For those of you that do, we have we've lost Philly. Everybody. No, no, you have lost me. I'm here. how many minutes in are we? Uh, it is the start May first, the start of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and again the spread out on Christmas Tree Lane by Tigers. There was some lumpia, some pancit, some lechon, 
Um, some spam masubi. There was such good food out there. I don't know if they had it catered or they made it or whatever it was, but Philly and I both had a plate. It was unbelievable. Watching Philly struggle through not trying to hiccup right now. I'm I, trying really hard not to hiccup. It's embarrassing. If ever I wish we were doing this live, this is one of those. Uh, it was an incredible kickoff and start to Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Three incredible new t-shirts, by the way, out at the uh, LAFC headquarters. And and Philly, real quick, we got to talk about, I think it's both of our favorites so far when it comes to match day posters or cards or whatever it might be. You and I both spent how many countless hours of our life having golden gun battles on GoldenEye? I mean, I feel like my grade point average in college was diminished by... Uh, it was the, 007? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, first off, that was one of the greatest games ever created for the N64. Yes, period. Uh, Pierce Brosnan was one of the greatest Bonds, and GoldenEye, without a doubt, was one of the greatest movies. Why not making it... Oh. The hiccups. Why not make it an unbelievable video game and an unbelievable graphic? It makes me want to go out there and find a Nintendo 64. Uh-oh. Oh, that's stupid hiccups. That's, I can't the last, that's the last thing that you need right now is another Nintendo video 64? game system in your life. But yeah, that's dude, true. You're absolutely right. Gold it was I, it's dynamite cover. GoldenEye is one of those. And look, don't worry, kids. For all of you listening out there, we'll explain what a Nintendo 64 is later. Don't worry. Just ask your moms and dads about how many hours they spent using the Golden Gun in GoldenEye. I uh, just want to also remind everybody that the Mauricio Mofacio Futsal Court in Southeast LA, the fundraising is still going on. LAFC, of course, the LAFC Foundation and the 3252 are continuing to partner to build a futsal court in Southeast LA in Mo's honor. And again, the link to donate is in our bio. Um, and again, they had the scarves up for good, the big scarf sculpture out in the middle of, is it Pepsi Plaza, Toyota Plaza? I don't even know anymore. Uh, so take a picture of that and use the hashtag scarves up for good and they'll donate a dollar for the building of this court. So again, find the link in our bio, uh, send some pictures with hashtag scarves up for good, whatever you need to do. Let's get this futsal court built in Southeast LA for Mo Philly. Let's do a quick rundown. Uh, we are, we are not, I repeat, not going to do this day in LA history. We are going to just, we haven't plow. done this day in LA history in a while. It, it's if, been a couple, but oh, we've kind of been hiccups. plowing ahead uh, so that we can get everybody what they really want. And that's the breakdown of this match against Minnesota United. One quick news and note. It is a, it is a this disaster. Is this is so right stupid. Here. Uh, one quick beginning uh, news and I note blame here. LaCroix. With the beginning of Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, we just thought it would be appropriate to remind one Kevin Baxter of the Los Angeles Times that the invitation to join us on the podcast remains open and unanswered to address your insensitive tweet regarding Kim Moon Hwan. Look, we he, are I always, eagerly awaiting a response two months later. I always knew there was a problem with him because you can't be a Manchester City fan and a Bayern Munich fan without there be and a Galaxy fan without being some kind of glory chasing, you know, piggy i all i'm saying is it's asian american pacific Islander heritage month oh. this would be the perfect time to address the tweet it'd be perfect and philly has now crawled inside i'm of doing shirt. what i can like all those like stupid little things that people do to try to cure the hiccups not they're, not, they're not working for me not working i even tried to put my t-shirt over my head it you didn't just work. did the only other thing that we will make sure we i don't even on, know why that would have worked i don't know why you would have tried it the only other thing we want to touch on real quick before we get in to our breakdown of the match is our Angel City Minute. Of course, if you aren't already following at Angel City Chicks, they have an incredible podcast 
related to all things Angel City FC. And if you did not get a chance to see them on Angels Wear Boots, which is the new 110 football show covering all things Angel City, make sure you tune into that. You can find it as a podcast. You can find it on their YouTube channel. So please make sure you're checking out Angel City Chicks. But ACFC Philly played in their first ever NWSL home match on Friday, April 29th to a sold-out, raucous, and family-filled 22,000 at Bank of California. California Stadium and ACFC scored in the third minute of the match off a header from Vanessa Gilles and never looked back, beating the North Carolina Courage 2-1 to open their bank account. And it was an incredible atmosphere, Philly, out at the bank for ACFC's first match. The they made North Carolina the cowardly courage because they well they put the shebang bang on them earlier. If you weren't in your seats within the first 180 seconds of the game, then you missed June Endo slicing and dicing and having a great pass to a header. And, well, she scored a goal as well. Yeah, June Endo was awesome in the game. She but is unbelievable. I, I love Vanessa Gilles. She almost had, what do they call that, a Gordie Howe hat trick. He used to have, what, a goal assist Gordie fight. Howe? That's, that's, that's right. a hockey reference for you non-understanding right. fans of. So uh, she had a, a goal and a yellow card. Uh, and by the way, first goal and first yellow card in NWSL history hey, yo, for, hey, uh, for ACFC. So maybe Vanessa Gilles, fast uh, climbing up my ranks of the uh, my favorite ACFC players. So far, Tyler Lucy, number one for me on ACFC. Uh, and and again the the atmosphere right Philly when we Endo were... made North Carolina Courage look like outdo. <laughs> I don't know. I was just doing that the humor. What what is outdo? You know, like you know, like I, I don't know. I don't know. That was good. All right. It was like so, a reference. Maybe they said it on the movie Friday. I, th- I might have heard it there. Okay. Endo sm- smell more like outdo, which is what the NC Courage ended up smelling like. I, okay. Like, All right. Like a steaming pile of moving right along. I got it. So Philly, something that we had the privilege to do, and I want it, this will be the last thing we talk about before we get into the breakdown of the match, because it'll actually segue nicely into the breakdown of the match. I don't know about you, Philly, but I kind of got to cross off a personal bucket list item today inside Bank of California Stadium. Really? I was with you the whole time. What the heck could you have crossed off? Pre-game and post-game from inside Bank of California Stadium. We sat where the incomparable Mark Rogandino sits Which to he do. Was, he was there today. He was. We saw Mark. It was it was incredible. We sat where Stu Holden, Taylor Twelman, Philly's favorite, Sebastian uh what's I'm blanking on Sebastian do you want what, what's his name again, Philly? Uh, when you don't give credence or Seb- say his name, he, does, I was just he doesn't you, exist. I wanted you to finish it with gusto, but you didn't do it. Sebastian no. Salazar. Yeah, why would I <laughs> get your, lost? Your, your favorite, get lost. Alexi Lawless. I mean, we we got to sit in the in we, we got to put our butts where the butts of greatness have sat, and it was incredible I mean, greatness to do the pregame uh, and postgame stupid. with Vince Larosa and Connor Colopsis of One Ten Football. Inside Bank of California Stadium, all due respect to Jason Carapizzi. Jason, we didn't hear a damn thing you were saying in our ears. I barely heard was, you and you were next to me. It was so loud inside Bank of California Stadium do, doing the pregame and postgame that it was such a cool experience. Guys, I got to tell you, I, it's one of those things where I'll be able to tell my grandkids one day that I was inside Bank of California Stadium and I got to do pre and postgame there. And the live trumpet to open the match right before we kicked off with with Be Real standing right behind there. It was so cool. The atmosphere was electric. 
But to be able to have it all going on behind us, to have Ollie flying around Bank of California Stadium while we are doing pregame, are you kidding? These are the things that dreams are made of. And it was so cool, Philly, for us to be able to do that today. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I still can't get over the the gift that we were sent, though. Yeah, that, yeah. The, I mean, if y'all ever watch a certain show by Johnny Knoxville, then you might have heard the skit that began with a a, a trumpet playing um, keister. Let's just put it that way. It's a good sample, but it can't. I, I can't help but think about that. Oh, uh, so, I, I think I'm going to have these hiccups for the rest of this podcast, excellent. and uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm sorry. Excellent. Well, you know what I would like to deal with, Philly. I would like to deal with you breaking down the history. Between one Minnesota United FC and LAFC, it is not so great of a history for the black and gold. It's kind of a stupid history if you think about it. I mean, we've been in existence since April 29th of 2018. We've squared off against Minnesota United on six occasions. And if you can believe it, we've only beaten Minnesota United once. And that was in the first season. We ended up beating them two to nothing. Shortly thereafter, we ended up with one of their players, Christian Ramirez. But since then, Minnesota United has either beaten us or tied us. If you remember back to the 2019 season when we were best in the West and best in MLS, yep. Minnesota United was one of the few people, one of the few teams that came in a Bank of California stadium and, and spoiled our successful run. It was one Mason toy of my alma mater, Indiana University, that happened to score a brace. During the time I was actually away from the bank for the first time in a while, I was at a wedding in Cartagena, Colombia. That was a fun trip, but um, I, I digress. We had not beaten Minnesota United since May of 2018. Wrap your heads around that, defenders. Yeah. May of 2018, we talk about how the Sounders are our rivals. We obviously talk about the Timbers. We talk about that team down the 110. But in six matches, we've only beaten Minnesota United once since 2018. A couple of ties we actually have. We have one Tyler Miller who uh, came back to Bank of California Stadium. But Tyler, even though he's getting paid, has only played two games over the course of this season with Minnesota United. And one of them happened to have been a U.S. Open Cup game where he managed a clean sheet against Forward Madison. And oh, then, man, my, and, my League One team. Yeah, your League One more, team. And, more on Forward Madison later, by the way. And then Carlos Vela's brother, uh, you know, if you ever see him, it's the uh, the chubbier, out-of-shape version of Carlos Whoa. Vela. He played for, uh, we're talking about uh, Alejandro. Alejandro, yeah. He played for Minnesota United during their tenure in the NASL. So, uh, you know, a little, little shout-out uh, shout to Minnesota United and our ties to LAFC. Yep. But they came into this game in fifth place, 14 points, 4-2-2, four, two, and two, and one of the few teams that had a goal differential of plus five. I believe it's only like five or six teams that had that. A team that's not necessarily bad on the road going 1-1-1, one, one, and one, but um, obviously we did not have much success against them over the past couple of years. So we'll get into a couple of other things, but Minnesota United coming into the Bank of California Stadium, uh, not having lost a game since April 10th when they lost to Austin, who's another yeah. team on a tear. They are. Look, Minnesota, it hasn't been all great, hasn't been all bad. This is a team that is squarely in the middle of the playoff hunt in the Western Conference. In fact, they end today's match still above the playoff table in sixth. This is a team that is fine. They don't do a whole lot for me. They don't do a whole lot against me. I mean, look, I love... Missionary sex. Uh, okay. Uh, I like Emmanuel Reynoso. I think he's he's actually a pretty solid midfielder. Robin Lud has flashes. But this is a team... Hot flashes. Uh, again, where I, I just... 
unless they have stand on their head goalkeeping, which they almost did today from Dane St. Clair and a back line that is much more solid than it was a back line that they are rebuilding. And we'll get into them in just a minute. Look, this is a team that might make the playoffs, but they're going to be an early exit. I would imagine as of right now, if, if playoffs started today, which they don't, they start in like 25 weeks, but uh, they're, they're sitting in the sixth spot. So you're looking at them facing a team like Austin or maybe even Carson or Dallas. It's just, they're okay, right? They're they have an incredible home atmosphere, the the Wonder Wall as they call it, but doesn't do anything for me. Maybe right. <laughs> Led into the game uh, by Adrian Heath, the former player for Aston Villa, Burnley, Manchester City, and mainly known for his time with Everton, where he won two first division titles and the FA Cup, all as a player. Ain't that something? And the cool thing is, Philly, he has actually been with Minnesota United since they joined Major League Soccer from yep. the NASL 2017. He has coached every single match, or I think almost every single match, for the Minnesota United club since they've been with MLS. And of course, we've got some ties, obviously, Christian Ramirez, the former uh, Minnesota United player who came over from there to LAFC. It didn't really work out for Christian there, but he's killing it over in Aberdeen right now. And, and look, I'll get into the 18 before I get into the starting 11. A couple players sitting on the bench for Minnesota as we begin this game. Luis Amaria, who wears the number nine shirt but still comes off the bench right now for Minnesota. Franco Fragapane, Adrian Unu, and their backup Unu. keeper, one. Tyler Miller, the second greatest goalkeeper in LAFC franchise history behind Maxime Cropeau, in our opinion. It was really nice to see Tyler Miller back at the bank. But Philly, a player we would not be seeing today, although you and I saw him in the elevator. We saw him in the elevator, yeah. And I didn't even realize it until we walked out of the elevator. (laughs) Yeah, I told you. I was like, that was Will Trapp. Well, we got trapped with Will Trapp in the elevator at Bank of California State. Uh, Who was the giant kid that was also a Minnesota United player? Oh, my God. That other kid in the elevator was massive. Oh, you mean that wasn't a security guard? (laughs) No. Oh, my God. He was a redwood tree with a jersey on. I don't Uh, know who that kid was. They grow him tall in Minnesota, Scarf. They really do. Uh, So no Will Trapp, who's an incredible MLS veteran, uh, a midfielder and defender who can really do some things from time to time. We wouldn't see them, but... No Hassani Dotson either, a player that's hurt us in the past. Yep. Out for the season, busted his knee. Yeah, Dotson. They got Dotson here, everybody. Nobody cares. That's a line from Jurassic Park. Huh. Uh, in in goal, one look, I'm allowed to have favorites in Major League Soccer that don't play for LAFC. No, and you're not. my favorite goalkeeper who does not play for LAFC. It vacillates between Pedro Gaese out in Orlando and this guy, Dane St. Clair. Oh, come Clair. on. Andre Blake is so much better than Dane St. Clair. Could care less. For me, he's the former forward Madison Flamingo. You just like flamingos. I absolutely love forward you like, Madison. You like saucy birds. They're, they're, I do. They are my USL League One team. And if you haven't seen their drip kit from a couple years ago, it is truly one of the best kits ever created. You like them over the Las Vegas lights? They're they're not a League Shout One Shout out Danny team. Trejos. They're, no, they're a USL championship team. Madison's one division lower in League One. I stand corrected. There you go. Goalkeeper Dane St. Clair on the back line. They ran a 4-2-3-1, by the way. O'Neal Fisher, Michael Boxall, Bakaye, the million-dollar man, Debasi, Kamar Lawrence. Those are your back line. Kamar Lawrence, by the way, has been a thorn in our side and a very good player when he used to play for Red Bulls as well. 
Uh, we have Kervin Ariaga and Joseph Rosales on the midfield. Abu Donlati, who, by the way, was the first MLS player loaned to forward Madison from Minnesota United FC. So a little bit more love there for forward Madison. Emmanuel Reynoso, who no Philly, relation to Jerry. Philly called him the straw that stirs the drink for Minnesota Two United. Two goals, three assists, Boca Juniors. Yep. The Argentine is a solid player. Yeah, how about Bongo Kule Longwane? And yes, I was really looking forward to being able to pronounce that name. Dude, but, that kid is good at 21. He was South Africa's premier division player yep. of the year. Yep. They Definitely an exciting young man. Had himself a couple of assists in the previous game against the Fires. Yep. Certainly a force to be reckoned with. Did not play extremely well today, but that's all right. And you called him the finish finisher, I believe, Robin Ludd, to round out the starting 11 for Minnesota Philly. A couple of small changes in the lineup we weren't expecting, including one player who you and I have been dying to see on the back line for LAFC. Uh, Dying, you say? I mean... We're excited to see. We're really looking forward to it? Yeah, well, hey, hey, ho, hey. (laughs) This is a guy who's losing his voice from screaming too loud. All right, obviously in between the pipes, Maxime Cripo, because if Maxime isn't starting, it's going to be John McCarthy. And the only reason we see John McCarthy starting is because, well, hey, we're in the U.S. Open Cup. So there we go, Maxime Cripo. <laughs> Cheeky Palacios doing his thing. Mamadou Fall back from that yellow card accumulation. Jesus David Murillo, our man. And then finally coming in, starting. And uh, we just happened to chat with Jordan Harvey the day before. And he, this player that I'm about to mention, we have Ilya Sanchez. We have Kellen Acosta. We have Maxime Cropot. Jordan Harvey's favorite signing in the offseason for LAFC, Franco Escobar. Franco Escobar rounding out our back line. Our midfield consisting of Ilya Sanchez. And then we're, uh, we're going to have to go to Kellen Acosta. Latif Blessing making a start over Jose Sanchez. A little Cifuentes. bit of a surprise there. And uh, then we're looking at Carlos Vela, Mahala Opoku. Opoku? Opoku, why? Because Brian's still nursing a hamstring. Yep. And uh, Chicho Orango as the uh, as the number nine. That is LAFC's starting lineup. Yeah, no surprises there. Of course, all the depth pieces. You mentioned a few of them on the bench for us. It, it, look, LAFC is the deepest team in Major League Soccer. LAS, LAFC is the most talented team in Major League Soccer. And we may not always start fast, but we definitely know how to close. And that, Philly, is the story of this match. LAFC takes on Minnesota United. And look, I know what you and I think about the first half, right? They're in the first half. Let's, let's be honest. First half, snooze fest. first half ended 0-0 and there was no stoppage time. There weren't a ton of balls even out of play for a good long period of time. They kept the ball in. They kept the ball moving. LAFC did create a few chances. LAFC did control the majority of the possession. LAFC did play much better than Minnesota United, but something that we saw over and over again, again, LAFC not able to finish chances, but not without some pretty solid saves from one Dane St. Clair. He had one in the 18th minute on an absolute rocket from Cheeky Palacios outside the box. It was a beautiful pass from Kellen Acosta to Cheeky in the 18th minute. But again, Dane St. Clair with the save. Just three minutes later, another rocket, this time from Chicho, Chicho Arango. And Dane St. Clair has to make another diving save, pushed out for a corner. And then Kellen Acosta just three minutes later. So we're talking about chance after chance after chance. But really, Philly, it was a half of frustration. And I would say 
the best chance of the first half Philly might have been from Robin Lud. Yeah, with, without a doubt, but I mean, nothing came out of Robin Lud's attempt. And look, the halftime comes in. When it came to the statistics, LAFC only had two shots on target to a Minnesota United's one. And, well, it was an interesting half because we didn't concede a goal, which is, uh, you know, a first. Normally, we would, as the season would go, we would concede a goal and yeah. we'd find ourselves with our backs against the wall to start things off. But Maxime Cripeau getting a clean sheet in the first 45 minutes and going into the next second 45 minutes, wondering what the heck's going to go on. Obviously, Minnesota United, a team that has been successful at Bank of California Stadium. Three minutes into the second half, the Loons had themselves a golden opportunity, but ball kicked above the crossbar. 51 good 51 minutes uh, in could Lord Chicho had an absolute opportunity he had a shot banged it off the post Mahala was there and then he hits it off of the crossbar that was by far the most golden opportunity of the game but nothing nothing happened seven or so minutes later Murray making a great play after a missed ball uh, and that's sort of you know what went down on there but you know we didn't really have any action over the first like 60 or so minutes Still, with the exception of Chicho's opportunity and, and, and Mahalo's oh, opportunity. Mahalo's got to well. put that ball away. I, Chicho's you know, got to put I, that ball I, away, I, man. I do say, I kind of disagree a little bit. The first hour, look, yes, nothing on the scoreboard, but I really thought LAFC was generating. I don't even know if you would say they were generating chances, right? Because sometimes they weren't getting the shot off, sometimes the shot was going just wide. But I felt like LAFC understood the assignment in that they were able to break down Minnesota's defense several times. That being said, I felt like what Adrian Heath thought and thought correctly, by the way, that his team could do was catch us on the counter after we weren't able to put those chances away. Well, that's and that's where they'll kill you there in set piece absolutely. defense. Absolutely. There was time or after set time. set pieces, rather. Time after time where we all of a sudden, even though we were pushing up numbers, were, were streaking back because Minnesota ah, United giggity. was on the counter. Did you bring a green hat there, they, by the I way? I did not. Snoop a loop. But they, could, uh, they couldn't put any of those chances away because, quite honestly, LAFC wasn't allowing them. There was some great individual defending at times by Mamadou Fall, at times by Jesus David Murillo, at times by Franco Escobar. Cheeky, Pala- man, okay. Just stop for a second. I I wasn't going anywhere. I mentioned three weeks ago on one ten football that I did not think Cheeky Palacios was particularly as good as people were saying he was. I mentioned this like three weeks ago, maybe three games ago or so. Cheeky heard you, baby. All Cheeky has done in these last three games has spent time going scarf, shut up, scarf, shut up, scarf, shut up. I and that's the politically so correct thing that he was wrong. saying. I was so wrong about Cheeky Palacios. To me, he was the MVP of this game. He was the best defender on its team of very good defenders today. He gave us an incredible, what was it, the full 90, I believe he went, right? He was, Cheeky Palacios had one hell of a game tonight. And if this is the kind of leap that this kid is making, Philly, I don't think we're going to have Cheeky Palacios on our back line much longer. He looks great. He he is definitely one of the best left backs in all of Major League Soccer. Look, I think with Franco Escobar, we have one of the best right backs in all of Major League Soccer. And if you read Tom Bogert's article, I forget who the other author is, and I apologize because I know you guys both listen to the podcast quite a bit, but they're talking about Mamadou Fall being one of the top two players in all of the league under the age of 22 with Gaga Slonina 
of Chicago. boy. Dude, I'm a huge Gaga Slanina fan. I mean, that's only because he gets comparisons to Gianluigi Buffon. He does. And oh, my God. That would be incredible. That's way, your giggity player. Gigi, I am waiting for you to uh, to come to MLS next time you're ready. Yes, yes. He'll be there to, like, coach other goalkeepers like Oka Nikolov. If, oh, my God. I Look, I love Oka Nikolov. If we somehow lose Oka Nikolov on the way to our next game and replace him with Gigi Buffon, I wouldn't be upset. But I really do believe that our defending today was better 1v1 than it was team defending, except on set pieces. I thought we defended set pieces very, 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 very well. Which was important because that's where Minnesota United will kill you. If it's not the counter, it's off the set pieces. Absolutely. And again, an hour in, I felt like we were getting foul after foul after foul after foul. Nothing called. And then, you know, you mentioned it, Philly. In the 63rd minute, Steve Terundolo goes to the lab, mixes up a concoction of one Moose and Sifu for Mahala and Latif. It's one hell uh, of a porridge. Both, both the Ghanaians, unfortunately, come out, and that means Moose and Sifu come in, and the game changes on a dime. And I thought, you know, Connor Klaus has made a pretty insightful uh, remark in regards to Adrian Heath. He thought that uh, Steve Chirondolo was playing chess while Adrian Heath was still trying to figure out checkers. And, and he doesn't make a sub until after Steve Chirondolo makes his when he puts in Frangapane and Amaria. And, and you really, what you saw there were both teams saying, okay, we're going to open it up. We're going to go for it a little bit. Unfortunately, Philly, for Minnesota, when they opened it up, they just didn't have the horses to run with LAFC. And we almost saw it, Philly, in the 66th minute with Cheeky on that header to Moose. Yes, indeed. Um, going in through my notes, I was already ahead of you. I was in the 80th minute. Oh, we're going there that quickly already. Well, I figured, you know, we could talk about, uh, you know, a couple of shots that occurred on goal, a couple of saves that happened by Dane St. Clair. Yes, there was a, f- a foul in the 69th minute on Chicho outside Gigi. of the box. There was a yellow card Don't that happened. our big sub in the 73rd. So here's the interesting thing. And, it, and we were talking about this as well on yep. 110. Connor brought up the point. It's so true. Whether it's Sifu that comes off the bench over Latif, Sifu happens to make a, a difference. Or if Sifu's in the game and then Latif comes off of the bench, Latif makes the difference. It's really interesting how these subs generate traffic and activity. You know, Latif played a fine game, but it wasn't until Jose Cifuentes came in that big things happened. Yep. And again, like if Sifu was the one that started, he might have had an off game and then Latif would normally come in and make a difference. I mean, it's a fascinating turn of events, but... Did you want to talk any more about the time in the 60th or did you want to fast forward to Look, the part where it actually mattered? 73rd minute when Ryan Hollingshead comes into the game. We got to talk about that too because well, that's again, another game Steve changer. Steve Chirondolo pushing all the right buttons. And there you go. Look, I'm a little bummed because I keep looking at a couple of different sites right now and they are, they're, they're giving a different time to that goal than what we had thought it was at, uh, when we left the bank today. It looks like it's no longer a scarf goal, Philly. They have moved the goal back to the 82nd minute, which is kind of a bummer for me, but that's okay. No, that's fair. So the first goal of the game, we waited 82, 83 minutes, depending on what site you're looking at it. Off of a set piece, it's Kellen Acosta off of the corner. He kicks one in, and uh, it bounces off one LAFC player. I, I don't recall who exactly, but the most important part of it is Ryan Hollingshead was there to smash in his third goal of the season. 
and LAFC seeming to play very well off that set piece. Kellen Acosta had a really, really nice pass. If I'm looking at the replay right now, we see Kellen Acosta off of the corner. It bounced, actually bounced off Minnesota United and right landing right in front of Ryan Hollingshead. For a kid who's just coming into LAFC, he's taking care of business. Dane St. Clair did not have any opportunity to make that save. And Rowling Hollingshead scores his third goal in his LAFC career. And we're off to the races for the first time in a while going up on a team late in the uh, late in the second half. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Philly, Talk. I know there's no roof. At Bank California Stadium, there's oh, no. like a. Are you gonna say that it's on fire? Uh, no, we I, don't need no water. I, Let that no burn. I'm gonna say that if Danny Musovski is able to finish that run that he makes in the 88th minute and put that ball oh, into man. the back Moose of the got net, close man, the roof would have come off of Bank of California Stadium. It was an incredible it would have been his run. Fourth goal in three games. That and and it would have just he broke like three or four defenders to find some space and just missed wide of the far post please go back and watch the replay of Danny Musovsky's run it was so so close to being one of the most memorable runs that you'll see from an LAFC player at Bank of California Stadium and then in the 90th minute Uh, this gets good I get that it was a great pass from Cheeky and a great finish by Sifu well no no let's talk about let's, let's not bury the lead here Pancho Ginella take a bow. Pancho Ginella, by the way, who subbed into the game so late. What I love about this sub by Pancho Ginella, he comes in in the 88th minute, by the way, right after that run. Pancho comes in for Carlos Vela. And what Pancho Ginella was able to do in like two and a half, three minutes of play. Certainly worth the half a million that he earned. Oh my God. Absolutely incredible. The little back heel pass to find Cheeky Palacios. I we were talking about it after the game. I know Max Bredos loved that pass, and it was just one of the best passes you'll see. Finding a wide open Cheeky and Cheeky <laughs> into the box. Sifu ball game. I mean, it was a cheeky pass to Cheeky Palacios and. Cheeky playing really well. Cheeky's really good, man, at crossing the ball and connecting with his teammates. But yes, Pancho Janela finally getting some action, finally getting himself a pretty great assist. He was going back and forth with Cheeky. Cheeky crosses that ball and Jose Cifuentes coming in there and making his presence felt. LAFC up two to nothing. Two to nothing, man. Bank of California Stadium rocking it and rolling. Amazing. It was it was Inside fun. The bank. I mean, it took again 78 minutes or so for there to be any kind of scoring going on sure there was some decent opportunities but we didn't predict that either goalkeepers collectively would have a whole heap of saves sure we predicted under seven and a half and still despite the fact that we saw 20 plus shots by lafc nearly 10 and change by minnesota united between dane st Clair and maxime crepeau uh there was under seven and a half saves in the game so not a lot of shots on target between the two teams Yeah, and I think it was just another case of how solid our back line has been. I mean, look, LAFC, let's let's get into stoppage time for a minute. There were three minutes. We had a couple plays, especially between uh, Kellen Acosta, Moose, and Cheeky, a little ticky-tocky ball that we were hoping would result in a shot. They just couldn't find it in on goal. But 23 shots, you just mentioned it, Philly, to Minnesota's eight. After the game, it was something that wasn't even close in terms of pushing the offensive flow. 
We completed almost 50 more passes than Minnesota did. Our passing accuracy was much better. Just overall, Philly, 6-1 to one with shots on goal. Uh, we had... 20. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I stand corrected. Be under seven and a half, but still LAFC with six. That's pretty darn well out of 23 shots, six on target. Yeah, Eesh. not not a great percentage. That's for no. sure. And again, we mentioned what? We're four, talking four 20. That's 26 percent. One for Maxime Cropot, and that one was on a rocket by Robin Lud right before the half. I just thought LAFC really controlled the tempo, really controlled the pace, really controlled the action in this match, and being able to bring on a Danny Musovsky, a Jose Cifuentes, a Ryan Hollingshead, a Pancho Ginella off the bench. That's where LAFC is able to keep it at an 11 rather than some teams who sub in players and all of a sudden their their best effort, their ceiling goes down to about a 7 or an 8. And LAFC just doesn't have that drop-off, to be perfectly honest. My man of the match, Philly, in this, and I mentioned it already, I've talked about it before, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Again, I will I will eat my words. I will shut up. Munching. Chiki Palacios was my man of the match by far. I thought his individual defending, his team defending, his passing on the day, his aggression in the attacking third. I am only the only negative I have to say about Cheeky Palacios is if he keeps playing this well, we are not going to be able to see him in black and gold. I mean, that was going to be my man of the match as well because of the, I mean, if we looked at the starters, the starters obviously did their thing, but both goals, both of our goals coming in from subs off of the bench. What is that? Like seven goals eight. that eight goals that we've had scored by players coming off of the bench. MLS leading. That is truly remarkable because if our starting 11 can't take care of business, we have so many tools, so many weapons. And you know what? We nearly had a ninth because Danny Musovsky wasn't too far off of connecting with the back of the net. It's incredible yet again that our subs are taking care of business. We hadn't seen a goal from Carlos Vela in a minute. We haven't seen, you know, Chicho Arango's done his thing but he hasn't been as consistent as he was last last season. Well, Philly, I'm a little concerned. I want to know if that person up in the 36th row of the North End is okay after that shot taken there by Chicho that literally went into orbit. <laughs> I mean, he sent that one up. I don't know how many rows. I don't know which SG sits all the way up there near the North End Terrace, but oh <laughs> my goodness, that shot by Chicho, like just a bit outside. How can they lay off pitches this close? That huh. was not a pitch. Thank you, Scarf Euchre. <laughs> all that close. Uh, look, Philly, it just proves how wrong I was with my take on Cheeky Palacios with both you and I hands down saying man of the match. I do, again, though, if you talk about quality over quantity, the minutes that Pancho Ginella put out there, he had such a great last three or four or five minutes in that match. That was incredible. But Philly, which the there's one other stat, you and I were talking about this, that I think is far more remarkable than even the eight goals by substitutes. No goals in the second I, half? I don't even know what to say to that, Philly. Like, this is an LAFC team who got so proficient at giving up late goals in some of these last couple seasons, 2020, 2021. It was that 80th-minute hex that we used to call it, right? Like, oh, we're up 2-1 or we're up... One nil, hold on to your butts because here comes LAFC about to give one up. Not only 
are we not giving up goals in the second half? Literally zero goals in the second half of any MLS regular season game. And we have to quantify that because Orange County Soccer Club scored a goal on us in the Open Cup in the second half. I mean, half. yeah, that was like a consolation dum-dum goal. It really, it really was. I felt bad for John McCarthy. He didn't get the clean sheet on that one. But Philly, it, it, does this have more to do with the lineup turnover, with Steve Chirundolo, with uh, the new coaches on, on the bench? It's incredible, Philly. No goals through nine MLS regular season matches in the second half. I mean, they're 7-1-1, and they've obviously shown that they are more of a second-half team. There's only one other team in Major League Soccer that has scored more goals than LAFC. (coughs) Pardon me. And that is uh, Austin. Austin with 22 goals on the season. Austin continues to roll through things. I mean, they won the, the Texas Derby beating the Houston Dynamo the other day. And they Is continue this to have for real? they continue to have ill-timed tweets. However, though, wait till the entire week's matches are concluded before yeah. you. Oh, talk we got about the best tacos. Shut up. And you first of not. all, you're you're not in Los Angeles, dude. We we do tacos here in L.A. All right, we do tacos. Thank thank you. Move on, Austin. They do barbecue. They do. They have breakfast tacos there, as if that's really like a brunch thing. is pretty good in Austin. Look, brunch is great. Austin's anyway, a great town. Look, I haven't been. But it's yet. not better than L.A. It, I have, there's there's some silly wedding that's going on the the weekend that we're in Austin. Uh, that unfortunately, what silly wedding? That would be uh, Luke's wedding. Nina's brother. Why is uh, he going to Austin? So he's not going to Austin. The wedding is the same week as our game in Austin. Oh, so Roy. I can't That go. wedding is in Colorado. It's in Colorado. It's in Denver. Oh, man. I'm Look, I'm, I'm not really bummed because I get to go to Luke's wedding. And, you know, he's I, really I, bummed. I am really bummed. That's okay. Nina knows I'm bummed. Uh, she won't Philly, listen to the pod. She won't know. Philly, uh, best in the West. <laughs> and best, best in MLS. In MLS. But, I mean, we're, we're having ourselves a battle. We're two points ahead of Austin. Yep. We are four points ahead of the Philadelphia Union. And get this, the New Jersey Energy drinks in the battle with uh, Orlando tied at 17 and creeping up from behind despite the fact that they did lose to Real Salt Lake, the LA Galaxy are in the hunt. You I'm sorry. Said it I'm funny. sorry. I was like, what I, I, I was happened? I was being nice. Were you? I was being nice. Wow. Dear Car- Carson in third place Today's in the West, so we we can't necessarily sleep on them. But LAFC seven one and one last season, we started out pretty pretty nicely, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, folks. But more importantly than anything else, we are undefeated at home. Yeah, that is a very good thing. We and are defending the bank, totally defending the bank, and we're doing this. Without our starters scoring goals, today we won as a result of our bench. Yet again, Steven Chirondolo making the subs that matter. We argued that Bob was making ill-advised timings on his substitutions, but Steve Chirondolo making the difference. And, you know, we battled a couple of decent teams. I mean, yep. Sporting Kansas City is who they are. Uh, we, we battled it out with FC, FC Cincinnati, the Galaxy, by far the best team we played. But if we really want to... Uh, claim that we're a good solid team the next match that we are going to have at bank of california stadium on may the 7th this coming saturday yeah, this will be a fun one this is going to be a good one this is truly going to prove how good we are we're going to face and we're going to engage in battle with the philadelphia union a team that is a mere four points behind us in the uh, race for the supporter shields five one and three but the union a real good team out of the east yeah, look, uh, it's a, it's part of a larger narrative that this is the gauntlet. 
Yes, the season goes all the way through November, but this right here is the gauntlet for LAFC. The month of May, seven matches in Clown May, five of which will take place at Bank of California Stadium. And again, we do have the Open Cup match as part of those seven. So it will be interesting to see what Steve Chirondolo does. You mentioned it, Philly. Just, what, seven, six days now away from our next match. It'll be Saturday, May 7th at Bank of California Stadium, where the best in the East, Philadelphia, takes on the best in the West, LAFC. That should be a really fun one, and I know they're going to hype it up. But just three days later, three days later, we take on Portland at the bank in the Open Cup match. And, and look, I have my eyes, personally, on a bigger prize. If we win the West, if we win the Supporter Shield, if we win the whole damn enchilada and take home MLS Cup this year, mm, any one of those three things, Philly, any one of those three things, not only gets us more enchiladas, but gets us a spot in CONCACAF Champions League where uh, that's that's far more important to us than the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. So we'll talk more about some strategy after we see how the Philadelphia match plays out, Philly. But we have seven matches in May. This was our first. We have six to go. Five at the bank, including this one. So now four to go. Big one on the 18th against Austin. Oh, yeah. it's Look, We this is the gauntlet, like I said. We're going to talk more about those other matches and our next episode, which will just be a few days away now at this point. I feel like we are we might as well just have a cot somewhere set up at Bank of California Stadium. We were there all weekend, man. We might as well have never left. It was an incredible weekend. Angel City on Friday, an incredible event with Jordan Harvey and Will Kuntz uh, on Saturday, and then, of course, the match today on Sunday. Philly, next Sunday... It'll be an ACFC game at Bank California Stadium, and that's Mother's Day. So that'll be a, a fun way to spend it. I know you may be down uh, by, by the personal invite of the commissioner himself down at the final or the first leg. Is it the first leg? Second leg. Second leg of the final for the MASL, the Ron Newman Cup. Yeah, going down to Pachanga Arena, so I, I will miss that again. Like you said, at the request of the commissioner, Panda and I are going to make an appearance in Pachanga Arena, so we will miss an Angel City game. But you know, nevertheless, it, it's the only game that we're going to miss. And um, Mother's Day, very apropos for an Angel City game, actually. That's going to be great. Again, the he is, he is like it's like heartburn. It's but you know your Heart- hiccups, your hiccups are gone. Yeah, but I mean they paved the way for dry throat. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Uh, p- paving the way for dry throat. That seems like a like a cute I, like a cute is what we aim for song, or like a scary kid scaring kids song, or something like that. My goodness, Jinkies! Yet another troubadour band. <laughs> no, those are actual band names, by the way. Oh, those are yeah, those are like like the the twenty year olds out there. Like, hey, I used to listen to them. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I did not. I used to make fun of them, but that's okay. That's fine. He's still making fun of them if you haven't caught on. I mean, a little bit. So Philly, it was a it was a fun day. It was a long day. It was a long weekend, man. Uh, right now, just to let everybody in a little behind the scenes, there are three baby kittens here at Nina's that are curled up right next to your wife on the couch who was asleep over there. It looks like things couldn't be uh, better for those kitties, though. They are fast asleep right next to Panda over there. Uh, Nina fostering three kittens, as I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about now. But Philly, what a great night. What a great match. 
What a great way to stay atop the West and the Supporter Shield race. Anything more to add, my friend? I know you might be a little tired. Here it is now, 1.06 a.m. on Monday, May 2nd. Not so much tired, but I mean, I, I just don't really have a voice. I mean, we yelled. We yelled hard. I mean, we yelled on Friday for Angel City. Yep. We yelled hard doing our normal stupid shenanigan activities at Bank of California Stadium on Saturday. And obviously, we yelled a heck of a lot louder uh, at the bank for LAFC, we did the pregame show. We did the postgame show with 110. It was a, uh, what, 15, 16-hour day. Long day. Oh, man, long day. I, I got nothing. The only thing I want to do is, uh, as the Germans would say, is sh- is schlafen. That's what I want to do. Is that sleep? Is that rest? What is schlafen? What, what do you think schlafen would mean? Uh- I mean, it sounds like a pastry of some sort that I want I mean, to try. I mean, pa- pastries are nice. You, Between, you know, you mentioning, you know, that and enchiladas, you know, I'm getting kind of hungry, but, you know, we, nothing good happens when you eat after one o'clock. <laughs> That's very, I mean, not trying to order myself any look chicken like me McNuggets. If you do that. That's for sure. <laughs> Man, but again, you guys, thank you so much. Will, next one will be 191, folks. That's crazy to me that we'll be on episode 191. Dude, after May, we'll be done. We'll have 196 episodes with say, four more until we, we hit 200. We might even be a little closer to 200 than that, depending on how things go. This is incredible. And you guys by know. The, by the looks of things, it'll be yes. the Vancouver game where we hit 200 in June. Ah, good old Mark Dos Santos. And Tristan Blackman. His, uh, I remember him. Uh, you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes. Thank you guys for sticking around for episode 190 yeah. again. I think that was the last bit of life leaving Philly's body right now. That's what that sound was. <laughs> that was again, my Max good Brado's things impression. come to those who sub in late, and we will end it by saying bye-bye. Bye-bye.